the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, the NBA season kicks off with only one real surprise. The Padres make some big moves in Major League Baseball, bowl season is underway in college football, and we enter the final week of the NFL. Then we make our quick picks of the week, talk about the bowl pick'em, and look at the fantasy football championship. Get on your feet, you're cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Welcome to episode 59 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in our backyards of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. Feliz Navidad and a happy new year, people. It's back. You're really on that Latin flair these last couple of Oh, episodes. yes. <laughs> well, and I am Heather. Hey, 2020, you can get the fuck out, Lewis. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. How are we doing this week? Well, considering it's still 2020, um, that's a overall net negative, but the Cavs are three and one. Woohoo! Uh, which I will be uh, canceling out saying I'm at a nice even keel right now. Mm. So that works. That's, yeah. that's bad. That's better than it's been, so that's that's an improvement. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Did you guys have a good holiday? I had a fantastic holiday. Uh, Clearly, yeah. You know, it, I had them babies, and it was great and wonderful, and it was perfect. So, yeah, I got to hang out with my two little ones, so I was happy. Uh, they got everything on the planet for Christmas, um, including a dog uh, the week prior. <gasps> So, Did they? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, very sweet little beagle mix. Um, who is so friendly that when you walk in the door, she immediately gets in front of where you're walking, lays down, and expects you to rub her belly. So, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. My 80-pound dog still thinks he's a lap dog, so... Well, as most large dogs do, um, you know, they're like, hey, you, you let me hang out with you up here? Uh, before, uh, so now, you know, business as usual, even though I weigh enough to be officially termed a, a pony. Right, right. Gonna... Well, how was, how was your Christmas, Tim? It was pretty good. We did the, uh, the social distancing thing, um, webcam presence and all, uh, but it was a good one. Uh, I got some cool stuff to work on in my podcast room here. Uh, my podcast room looks totally different from the last time we recorded. Uh, yeah, there's a giant yeah, microphone was... in front of your like whole forehead now. So yeah, well, it literally takes up like two thirds of the screen, yeah. which is fine. I guess it's an improvement from before. So well, on that note, let's get started. <laughs> so we're talking sports, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> The NBA season kicked off this week, and the league has gone a full week without any positive COVID tests. Which it is can't surprising. be done, apparently. Yeah. Uh, although Mike DeWine in Ohio, uh, and I know this because I am a Cavs fan, is going to start allowing 2,000 people per home game into Quicken Loans Arena. Uh, so that'll end real quick. 
Yeah, and the way the way the Browns are racking up Corona uh, interaction, I wouldn't see the Cavs going much further behind. Yeah, probably not. Uh, we'll talk about that one a little later. Yeah, but we, you know, we mentioned the Cavs are three and one. Three and one, baby. Um, I, I've watched two of the games. Um, I have been pleasantly surprised with how well that team's playing, and uh, I like how Andre Drummond has essentially been a huge like. He's probably the biggest different make, difference maker for the Cavs right now, and he's a traditional five. You know, he's not a, a spread the ball, you know, deep shot five. You know, he just play, he does the hard work on the glass, uh, racking up tons of blocks and steals. Like he's just, I, I love, I, I was, I felt bad for him last season, right? Because he's coming, he got traded to one of the worst team, well, arguably the worst team in the league, uh, and I felt bad. I was wondering if he would stick around. I'm glad he did. Now. Do I think the Cavs are going to keep up this kind of winning throughout the whole season? Probably not. Um, but do I see him having a lottery pick next year if they keep playing this way? No. So that'll be nice. Um, Maybe make a run at that eighth seed, but not necessarily get it. I, I think they'll be like the the 9, 10, 11 in the East. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. but I mean, that's, that's something nice to build on. Um, now I hate their city uniforms this year. I really dislike them, but you know they. Can't I hate all- most of those city uniforms. There's a couple that are really good, but I love Brooklyn's. Uh, I really like uh, Golden State's, but uh, I watched two Lakers games as well. They don't seem like they're really slowing down. Um, you know, Golden State does not look like <laughs> you know Steph Curry. Uh, you can tell he really misses Clay, uh, really misses KD. Like Golden State just looks like a whole other really poor shooting, bad defending team. Um, which, as someone who is a fan of a team that lost three out of four years in the finals to him, it kind of makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> but it's 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 still weird considering how good Golden State has been. Now, what are your takeaways with Brooklyn, <sighs> dude? I haven't watched enough, honestly. Um, I mean, KD at 80% is still better than, like, 95% of the players in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, so that's always going to give him a, a, a big leg up. Um, hopefully he and Kyrie can kind of find a, a nice, happy place to get into. Uh, but I think the Dinwiddie, uh, the, the Nets losing Dinwiddie to a partially torn ACL is going to hurt him, you know, depth-wise in the long run. So, I mean, I don't see – I don't know if Brooklyn's got the chops to get through the East this year. Um, it could happen because who, like, honestly, who knows, uh, the East can be quite, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of difficult to call, but, uh, um, yeah, especially like right now, the top three teams are Orlando, Atlanta, and Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Not, you know, Milwaukee, Boston, Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, you know, Philly's been up there the last few years. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, anything could happen. We're, we're still only four or five games into the season. There's still a lot of basketball to be played. Um, and, and again, I mean, dude, even if the Cavs only pull off like 30 wins this year, I'm going to do backflips and I may, ju- I may just get my way up to Cleveland and jump into Lake Erie. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the long and short of it. Uh, but go Cavs. And, um, you know, that's all I got to say about that right now, man. Honestly, <laughs> I ran out of right. again. <laughs> then let's 
turn over to Major League Baseball, where the San Diego Padres are definitely looking to make a run at the Dodgers in the NL West. Uh, just the day after the team traded for former AL Cy Young Blake Snell, uh, they completed a trade for Cubs right-hander Yu Darvish. Yeah, and he was second in the NL Cy Young last year. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's San Diego's going for broke. Um, you know, you can tell they really are trying to uh, catch Los Angeles, you know, the Dodgers in the West. And, uh, I mean, they gave up a lot of prospects, though. You know, San Diego had one of the top farm systems, and they they sent a lot out to bring in uh, Snell and, and Darvish. But, I mean, pitching is, is what you need a lot of in the postseason. Uh, they've got the, you know, they, they are a pretty good offensive team. They've got a lot of, like, young players. Um, you know, I mean, hell, why not? Why not go, you know, go for it this year? Um, you know, I just, I was kind of surprised that they managed to swing both those trades, uh, you know, within a day of each other. I didn't really, I mean, when Theo Epstein stepped down in uh, Chicago as head of the Cubs, you know, he said that there's going to be some changes. A lot of, a lot of those, you know, names that, you got familiar with uh, we're going to get moved. And I, I wasn't sure if Darvish was going to be one of those guys. Cause he's got like $50 million left on, on his contract, you know, three more years, 50 mil or something like that on his contract. Like right. that's a lot of, that's a lot of money to swallow. Um, but I mean, if, if San Diego's ownership's just like, Hey man, I mean, they're the only game in town right now. You know, they don't have the chargers anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, <sighs> like what, well, <laughs> yeah, Heather, I agree with you. I still, I still, it still feels alien to say Los Angeles Chargers, but. Oh, no, I, that's not at all what I'm. Oh, I, I, I looked at, I, no, I just, I, I, I looked at the college pick them and where I'm at and it just, oh God. So yeah, just to <laughs> remind the listeners, I am still here. This is just not my lane. So I yeah. kind of let Tim and Mac drive on this part. So I'm still here. Don't worry. I'm still here, but. So the oh, Padres God, had the third best record in baseball last year. Yeah. Uh, how much better do you anticipate them being? Well, I mean, you got arguably two of the best pitchers that were available for trade, right? Right. Um, you know, and while they did give up a lot, uh, you know, you know, take take the leap, man. Try it. Yeah, go you know, for San, broke, see what happens. San Diego hasn't been to a World Series since they lost to the Yankees in, like, I think, 90, was it 96? 97, like, 96, 97, 98. Like, it was in that time frame. And 96 uh, sounds right, because 95 and 97 were the Indians. Yeah, that's right. Um, but, like... It was uh, 92. I don't, I don't know why I'm yeah, just was, saying yeah, that. Was saying, I that was the Reds in 92. <laughs> just, um, I'm, I'm just throwing it And the only reason I remember was... that is from our appearance on Benchwarmers. That's it. Uh, because oh, that was, okay. um, that was but a yeah, question? Well, it was like one of the lines of thought we went into. Oh, okay, um, I got it. And then the, uh, the, the vast well of that man, uh, I think his name was Dan. Dan's memory just pulled out, you know, 50 years worth of World Series winners. And I'm like, oh, God, I was wrong. Um, it was 98. 98. Okay. Well, that was your, remember Kevin Brown was on that team before he got traded. Ken Kim and Nitty. Um, and, you know, and they lost like, I think four games to two, or maybe they got swept by the Yankees, but. Or nothing. Yeah. Well, okay. So it was a sweep, but you know, that's the last time that the Padres are really like a, a force. Um, and, you know, they spent a lot of down years, you know, below 500. They were just kind of doormats and, you know, they get that new front office in there. That's drafted. Well, like Fernando Tatis Jr. Is a, that's a fun player to watch. Um, you know, 
and it just you you got the young you got young young players locked in to pre arbitration contracts. Go out and spend some money on pitching, man. Uh, see if you can catch the Dodgers. Who knows? Um, you know, anything somebody's got to. Yeah, you know, I mean, anything can happen in the playoffs of baseball. So, yeah, you know. Uh- Let's go to a topic that Heather can participate in, and the college football (laughs) bowl season is underway. And multiple games are taking place nearly every day, but hometown crowds own Coastal Carolina Chanticleers fell flat against Liberty in the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. We watched that one, and it was It hurt. It hurt. Uh, It hurt. Coastal, I think... Uh, you know, they went into every game with a with an offensive line that was like almost a foot shorter and like 100 pounds lighter than every defensive lineman they came into. Uh, but I mean, this is going to kind of put them on the map. This will give them some of the, the recruiting chops to maybe, uh, you know, get those three or four star athletes. And I really like McCall uh, at QB. Um, you could tell he was a straight option quarterback in high school, though, because that little hitch he has in his throw. Like that is a sh- like I I played three years in the wing T man like I that's how my quarterbacks threw it, um, but I you know that that kid is something else man, um, and he's a lot of fun to watch and you really you really can't uh, I mean it sucks that you lost the bowl game but you know what twelve and one season uh, you know ranked as high as number twelve in the country I mean that that's a that's a good season man I'm still very angry about Coastal Carolina being in that game. Anyway, um, well, yes, that's that. Well, yes, I mean, we're Liberty, gonna be forever salty about that. Liberty is a, a conference opponent, yeah. Where's the appeal to that? There's not, but something we do need to mention about Coastal is that Jamie Chadwell won the AP Coach of the Year. Hey, hey, that's our so, coach. You that know is what, our coach. Exactly. So you know what? Something good did come out of it. Something that is definitely rightly and justly deserved happened. So now the biggest uh, the biggest priority for the university now is how big of a pay bump do you give them going into next season, and how do you keep them there? Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know a coach like that, they're good. He's he's going to get calls. Oh, lots of calls. Um, especially, I mean. The, the Sean's played great all year, but can you imagine what he can do recruiting for three, four, five-star athletes? I mean, yeah, it, it would be crazy. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Sean's. Well, you know, it, again, it sucks that you lost the bowl game, but dude, what a season! Um, now, <laughs> as far as the rest of the games, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, they've kind of sucked up until this point. Um, <laughs> You know, like uh, Miami and the uh, Oklahoma State game was really good. That was a back-and-forth one. Um, you know, before that, that game kicked off, we found out that Eric King was coming back for his 21st uh, collegiate season. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's that, yeah. yeah. And then he um, promptly got hurt in that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I hate to see that, um, you know. But, uh, you know, I mean, we've had a lot of the smaller bowl games up until the night. You know, yeah, I mean, like th- this is this is you you get all the crappier bowls out of the way. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Uh, well, um, well, and we also need to discuss about Wisconsin doing the most Wisconsin thing. Oh, I've got that on my notes. That's oh, that's Lord. what's coming up next. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm Let's so jump excited. into that. Wisconsin overcame a slow start against Wake Forest in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. 
the Badgers followed up their win by promptly shattering the trophy in the celebration. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that you can't give something flimsy to those very large boys from Wisconsin. They will break it. Why do you- Especially like right after. Did you see how they fixed the trophy? And I put fixed Please in tell me quotation duct tape. marks. Oh, they or duct cheese. taped. No, no, no. They duct taped a jar of Duke's mayo onto the base. <laughs> that's. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah, that's I'm not, not about right. That's, that's a real thing. I mean, dude, that's that, a, that, which that's is good. actually more fitting. Like, I don't understand why yeah. they didn't do that in the first place. That's that's they, good product placement, is what that is. Exactly. Duke, the Duke's mayo bowl does not need a Linux crystal trophy. Literally, just hand them like a massive bottle of Duke's Mayo. What yeah. I would give to have that here in Washington. Seriously, oh, that's, that's so foul, Heather. We'll we'll talk about that another time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there are too many of these like bowl trophies are like you said, Heather. Like you know, Lennox Crystal, expensive with, Crystal with like, like with like a little metal stand with with yeah. a little with a little wooden like placard thing at the bottom that you could like take the thing off and then set it back on when you need to. They like, are so dainty to be in the hands of such big boys. Yeah, I mean, what what is what is Wisconsin's most famous trophy? The Paul Bunyan axe. It's a fucking axe, man, with a handle that's as tall as most of the linemen. You know, yeah. like just when you know when you pick Wisconsin to play the bowl game, you call it up, like you call them up, like whoever's making the trophy, and be like, bro, uh, heavy oaks. Make it mahogany, something, you know, and and, and yeah, not, you put a little weight to it, you yeah. know, and, and don't glue anything. It better just be one continuous piece of wood, you know, yeah. that way they can't break it. Just but, looking you know, at the pictures of this are I told hilarious. You, it's fantastic. It's fantastic, which again is the most Wisconsin thing I think I've seen. Yeah, I, I mean, and then you know, I mean, Texas blew out Colorado. Um, you know, but, like I mean, everybody expects that. Yeah, I, I except just, for James. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, don't. Yeah, he's. We can talk about the pick him right before we jump into the college football playoff stuff. Um, so, so Heather can let us all know how we're doing. Yeah, no, it's not great. I don't. I think we should just skip that. Um, no, I did okay. also see uh, where uh, Clemson's offensive coordinator will be missing their semifinal game. Oh, dude. Yeah. But yeah. mm-hmm. you know. They don't need him on the field. They got Trevor Lawrence out there. No, you still need your OC. You no, still you need most, your OC. I'm telling you right now, last season, LSU could have had the whole fucking coaching staff missing, and Burrow still would have put up the same numbers. He knew that offense front, back, and in between, man. Well, still. Yeah. I, it's uh, still going to be a morale thing a little bit. A little you know, bit. You know, with all of the trash that Davo Sweeney has talked this year. And we're, you know, let, let's just go ahead and jump into our college football playoff discussion here. Um, with all the trash that Davo Sweeney has talked this year, I would love nothing more than for Ohio State to march into that Sugar Bowl and just curb stomp the hell out of Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson Tigers. Okay. Will it happen? Probably not. No, but I no. would love nothing more. Oh, dude! Well, because I, you, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, I would too. But Heather, go ahead and say what you're going to do because I'm going to get all analytical here for a minute. And oh well, I mean, I was just going to say I have a feeling that Dabo is just going to pull a whole, you know, 
it, that didn't happen. We're, he's he's going to, you know, petition people to try to overturn it and all of that. He seems like one of those type people. Yeah. I'm not just so, talking about that. I'm talking about him ranking Ohio State number 11 in the coaches poll. Uh, talking about how teams who shouldn't play, who don't play a full season shouldn't be in the college football oh, playoffs. There's going to be a yeah. massive tantrum. You know yeah. that. And there's going to be a very public and massive tantrum. Yeah, I mean, but coaches part. shouldn't be voting on any of the teams anyway. There should be no coaches poll because the coaches, ninety percent of these coaches don't there's watch. There's all games. there's bias. Yeah, well, it's yeah, bias. It's not even just the bias. They don't watch the games and and. They're having one of the like interns watch the shit and tell them who they should vote for. Like, come on, you really think Nick Saban's sitting down and watching Ohio State game film? No, he's not. Maybe right now, potentially. Yeah, but, but... like week one of the season, or you know, like week five or whatever. No, he's not. No, you know, he's not doing that shit. Uh, but yeah, Tim, I, I would love to see the Buckeyes uh, go in and just stomp Clemson. But I mean, outside of the front four, Ohio State's defense kind of sucks this year. Um, yeah. the linebackers play soft, the defensive, I mean, we got spoiled the last four or five years with the defensive backs we had, um, you know, they can get burned through the air real quick. You know, in, Indiana showed us that and now Clemson's what got, they got a bunch of five-star athletes, a wide receiver and, <laughs> you know, like this, I don't know if this is going to be pretty for the Buckeyes. Um, and that hurts my feelings to say. Oh no, that makes me quite happy. I'm yeah. all I'm always here for that. So even though it's Clemson, yeah, because it's Ohio State, and you two know how long and storied my dislike for y'all is. So Clemson is a seven and a half point favorite in this game. Well, I mean, I. I figured the spread would be bigger than that, but uh. no, <laughs> no, it definitely isn't the spread of the other college football playoff game, Alabama versus Notre Dame in the Rose bowl that has been moved God. from Pasadena, California to te Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, is it so they can actually have people in the stands? That's why, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's so they can actually have people in the stands because yeah, the, there's no way they would have it in California. The NCAA paid the city of Pasadena $2 million. To pull out of it? To, to allow them to move it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that, that's hot. Uh, the the nonprofit organization forking out two mil yeah. to one of the richest places in California. Right, right. <laughs> Alabama is a 20-point favorite. Wow, I figured no, it'd be just twenty. Just twenty, <laughs> really? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, can anybody stop Devonta Smith? Like, honestly, Devonte Smith. Like, I haven't seen anybody that that's like honestly. If he doesn't win the Heisman this year, it's because they just need to rename it the quarterback only trophy because oh, Smith yeah, is a sure. yeah. Smith is oh, a yeah. game changer. Um, and, you know, him and Mac Jones have a, such a good rapport. And then you got Harris. I mean, Alabama's officially running back you now. Like, they just yeah. they just pump out these amazing running backs every single year. Um, you know, and with all that being said, I really think Alabama's going to take it this year. <laughs> I just don't see anybody being able to beat them. For, for those fans who may be into the more gambling side of sports, just a couple of uh, fun stats on this Alabama-Notre Dame game. 
Uh, Notre Dame and big bowl games in the last 20 years. Uh, they are 0-6. Yeah. Against the spread, they are 0-6. Uh, they lose by an average of 24 points per game. And against the spread, it's 17.2 points per game. Uh, no game has come within nine points of the spread, and no game has come closer than two touchdowns in the last 20 years in big bowl games for Notre Dame. Yeah, that sounds like Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> and yet, here they are in the college football playoff. You know what? Yeah, man, I just... This is why we need to get like, the committee out of it completely. Like, there, well, should, there should be no committee. This isn't a real playoff. Well, yeah. you, let's. I think we can sum it up uh, in, uh, which is three words. That's very apropos for um, uh, for Notre Dame, and that's just going to be uh, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> that's what they're going to need for this game. So, yeah. and then uh, you know, Coach Kelly, did you did you think that you're going to be competitive? I mean, I, I felt like we had a good team, and then you have Heather from the background. Bless your heart. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers for that Notre Dame team. Well, uh, speaking of teams also that have no business sniffing the college football playoff, let's look at what's going on right now. Uh, oh, please, Oklahoma against Florida. Oklahoma is up 31-13 as we speak with 12 minutes left in the third. Oh, my God, man. I mean, that's still a lot of time, especially with Trask. Um, but like you said earlier, Tim, like the top three wideouts for Florida opted out. Um, like, who's he throwing the ball to right now? Um, oh, oh, man. Let me. Uh, let me... I, I, I can answer that question. Oklahoma three ah. times in the first quarter. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> oh yeah oh wait no listen listen uh reddit cfb tweeted what if trask wasn't the best qb on his own team so <laughs> that's that's where we're at yeah that's, that's how that's going i mean florida played bama so well last week or week before you know conference championship week whatever week that was guys it's 2020 and time is has no function for me right now yeah uh, but I just what I you know I would be upset as as a member of the team uh, if like you know I had three player you know three teammates that were like hey man we're not playing in this bowl game because we're going to concentrate on the draft uh, like for me now being the old stodgy dude that just watches football I get it I really get it um, you know you you go out there you blow out your knee that's it you know or whatever the case is you 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 put yourself at risk for injury every time you step out on the field um and i really think we're probably going to see this happen more and more often um yeah. with with teams that are not in the playoff just playing in the 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 bowl games uh you'll probably see a lot of those players that are that are getting talk about being drafted just say you know what i'm i'm sitting out uh you know i will i will prep for the draft and um, you know, that'll be it. I mean, honestly, what's, what's the point in some of these bowl games, you know, mm -hmm. um, go and, prep. And we were talking about this beforehand. That is probably going to be what ends up ultimately pushing the expansion of the college football playoff. Yeah, I think, I think that'll probably happen because if, if star players are sitting out of some of these bowl games, right. 
the Bulls aren't making as much money, and ESPN owns like 80% of the bowl games. Um, yeah. You know, if, if the bowl games aren't making money, ESPN's not making money, and you know ESPN's not going to have that. Um, and with ESPN being one of the controlling interests in the college football playoff, and uh, hold on, let me throw my air quotes around it because it's not a real playoff. Um, and it, until they expand it, honestly, and until they expand it to every conference champion and uh, remove the committee out of it, it's not going to be a real playoff. If they expand this thing to eight teams um, and still have a committee, it's not a fucking playoff. Excuse me. Oh, goodness, Heather. Bless you. Sorry. I know that didn't sound like much, but I promise it was really big. So go yeah. ahead. You know, that's just if you have a group of people sitting in a room uh, picking who's supposed to be playing each other in a playoff, that's not a real playoff, man. Uh, under no circumstances at a playoff and no other sport on the planet is that a playoff. You know, it's just it's. So uh, what's your solution? Dude, I just said it. Every conference champ. All how many conference champs uh, conferences are there in college football? Yeah. Uh, 12 or 13 or whatever. Yeah, every one of them, dude. Um, you know, from Conference USA and the Sun Belt all the way up to the SEC and the Big Ten. You know, that's a playoff. And and for people that say it demeans the, uh, the regular bullshit, no, it doesn't. Because to win your conference, you have to do well throughout the regular season, you know? And if they are, and then, you know, you get the other people. Well, what about the bowl season? Who? We just watched the Duke's Mayo Bowl, man. Like, come <laughs> on. What, which bowl did the Coastal play in? The FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. Yeah, it was a mortgage bowl. Yeah. I've also seen, uh, you know, the Pacific Sun Holiday Bowl and, and the, uh, you know, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Uh, the You know, like, come on, man. Like, these bowls are literally stood up by ESPN and other television partners to try and generate more ad revenue based on time slots sold for commercials, right? Mm. Okay, well, you want to keep them? All right, make them part of the fucking playoff. Like, with every conference champ. Because I'm, I'm telling you right now, I don't want to see another fucking bowl game with a 6-6 six and six team in it playing a 7-5 a, a and five team. You know, like, fuck that. All right. If I can get like, you know, Cincy winning uh, uh, the Big East and or excuse me, the American and, you know, they're playing uh, Texas from the Big 12, you know, in the first round with Coastal and, you know, however they seed it, man, you know, whatever the parameters become cool, you know, but like if every other level of college football can fucking play a, a real playoff, why can't the big boys? It makes no sense. Beats me. Uh, but Mark Emmert's a spineless jellyfish, and I know I've said that for 48 straight episodes, but I'm going to continue to say it until they fire him and give me his job. <laughs> well, that's well, 49, so there we go. Well, let's go over to the NFL. Uh, the Washington football team parted ways with Dwayne Haskins this week. The second-year oh, yeah. quarterback out of Ohio State was the subject of controversy when he was photographed at a strip club not wearing a mask. And making it rain. Uh, well? Well, Dwayne. We kind of all Dwayne? saw this coming even without the whole strip club incident, though. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, last year he wasn't known as the guy who like read the playbook. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> this year, new coach, new playbook still didn't read it much. Uh, you know, you, you probably know you should. Well, there's a new boss here. I've got to work twice as hard. Yeah. Well, he didn't do that. And then he goes no. out, he goes out to the titter, uh, comes, he probably went to Rivera's office the next day with glitter all over his face still. Oh, you know he did. You yeah. know he did. Yeah, and a lot of players were pissed off because, you know, Ron Rivera's got cancer. Well, yeah, dude, and not even just that. Can you imagine being um, on a team like Washington that has no serviceable quarterback right now, right? Yeah. Like Alex Smith. Uh, is is dealing with an injury. Uh, uh, Allen, you know, the the dude that started before Smith got healthy, you know, before he got pulled into the game, he went down with an injury. Um, they got some dude that played at Old Dominion like two years ago in there right now. <laughs> like, bro, like, what what did you expect, Haskins? Like, you're the, he's got the talent for it. It's just, I don't know if he's got, like, the want to do it. You know, like, does he really want to? Um I honestly don't think he's going to have an NFL job next year. I think he's probably going to be out of season and he'll do the whole rehab thing. Look how hard I'm working out. Look how well I'm throwing the ball. He'll go to like one of those clinics, you know, the football clinics so he can show how, how much he's matured, you know, football wise. And, you know, he'll go do some charity work probably to clean up his, his image. And then there's going to be some team that's like, man, he was a first round pick a few years ago. You know, maybe he just needed some good coaching and he'll get a job. But I don't I don't think it happens in this offseason. Either that or he ends up backing up Johnny Manziel in the fan controlled league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that is that is very true. Um, you know, it's, I kind of want to look more into this league. Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull it off, dude. Um, I mean, why, why the fuck not? I mean, you got a guy who's going to stream it on Twitch, you know, um, you've got four, uh, well, you've got two big name NFL players, former NFL players who are involved in it. Um, Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman. But did, did you like not see what the goal was? He's like people, you know, young people don't want to sit there for three and a half hours anymore. Like, the goal is to get the game done in an hour. Huh. If he can, if he can do that, dude. Everybody that's like plugged in and and likes that shit, dude, they're gonna be all over that man. Yeah. I mean, look look at how quickly esports blew up. You yeah. know, like it, it's almost the same thing. Especially when you're like, no, you know, like if if you donate, if you put this much in, donate this much on Twitch, we're gonna let you call like five plays. You know, this dude's like, oh fuck yeah, dude. 400 bucks, bam. All right, you're going to run a draw and then you're going to go shotgun, you know. And then right. the coaches on mm-hmm. coaches on the sideline like, "Man, fuck this, dude. I don't get paid enough for this shit." <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> well, but I mean, I can see it taking off. I would not be surprised. I'm you know? I'm sure we'll talk about that more as uh the February season approaches, but right now we're headed to the final week of the regular season with a lot of playoff spots up for grabs. Uh, the Chiefs wrapped up home field advantage this week. 
The NFC East is still up for grabs with only the Eagles officially eliminated from contention. But everybody's got their eyes, it seems, on the AFC wild card, where a number of scenarios could play out. All made more interesting by the Cleveland Browns doing Cleveland Browns things and losing to the Jets instead of securing their spot. Which I feel like is usually like just like the subtext to this podcast. Yeah. Just Cleveland Browns doing Cleveland things. Um, But go ahead, continue. Um, Heather, did you watch that game? Do do I sound like I watched that game? Because I I didn't. I just figured maybe you watched it just so you could watch the shit show that it was unfold. Because I watched it. Mm, No, 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 no. I was uh, was watching the Saints put the beat down on uh, Minnesota. That was that was my that was my priority. So understandable but yes i mean the browns even down all that they were down should have beat the jets who have let's be honest they were down a lot yeah now i will say um though i did not watch that game i did watch your two running commentary in our chat so i did i don't know if that like kind of qualifies a little bit if we could put Um, maybe an asterisk yeah, yeah that, that's what we'll do. You watched about half of it. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. thank you. But I'll, I, I'll take what I can get. I will never understand Stefanski's decision to throw the ball as much as he did. Especially um, with no wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, I Well, I think the wide receivers that, uh, you know, did their morning walkthrough in a parking garage didn't do half bad. Um, but there's what a reason— the- were they running drills in a parking lot? Is yeah. that what they were doing? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, they yeah. didn't have time to prepare. They got word that they were playing the night before. As they were, like, boarding the plane, it turns out that one of the players tested positive, and they had to pull a bunch of other players who were deemed close contact at risk. Mm-hmm. And And then the flight to New York or New Jersey got delayed by four hours and the game was the next day. Yeah. Um, And then I I don't understand how the Browns didn't just keep throwing Chubb at the Jets. Uh, I know he wasn't having the greatest day, but he's a guy that can wear a team down and then break off for those big runs that he's known for. Um, And I know they were down, but they were never really out until, you know, like it just... And then you, when you look at how they lost the game, you know, how, how that game ended. Uh, yeah. The fumble on the sneak, um, you know, it just, it was a train wreck. Uh, and that should have been the game Cleveland clinched a playoff spot. And now, now they need, a, they need some help. They need a couple teams to lose in addition to them winning. No, um, no. If no? they win, they're in. Okay. Um, well, see, I'm not, I'm, uh, even with Mason Rudolph back there, uh, I'm not, I can't pick the Browns to win, man. <laughs> um, and that's going to be fun to see Miles Garrett square up against Mason Rudolph again. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, Garrett did play T-ball with Rudolph's dome uh, last season. Um, but, dude, I just, the, the Browns should have won that game, man. I, I couldn't believe that shit. Um, like, if anybody should be nursing a bad team this year, it should be me, and I am. Um I, I'm glad I got my Cam Newton jersey as a gift, and I didn't spend money on it uh, because well, I, no. Go ahead, finish. He's not, finish. He's not coming back. Belichick is not going to bring him back, and I I hate to say it. I think Cam's career is officially done. Um, 
He looks very unsure in the pocket. His throws are very erratic, even more so than they were. Um, and I just, like, if you know you're not going to throw the ball well, man, you know what? Just run the triple option at that point. He's big <laughs> enough to do that. <laughs> well, I am looking at the Cleveland Browns uh football power index chances of making the playoffs which Mm -hmm. is at 51.9 percent so tim as you would say so you're saying there's a chance yeah yeah Uh, i I think 538 which keeps a running tally has it about 55 percent but yeah so yeah so yeah i saw that there's a number of scenarios that get us in um the only one that I well, okay, yeah. So yeah, so it's saying that you have a head-to-head tiebreaker against the Colts. Yeah. So if the Colts can... lose to Jacksonville, we're in. Yeah. So and you can clinch a playoff spot in Week 17 by beating the Steelers at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also clinch if the Colts lose or via this combination. Yeah. There's Titans... a whole bunch of them. Yeah. If the Titans lose their final game and uh, and the Ravens, Colts, and Dolphins all winning in Week 17. Yeah, yeah but, uh, you know, Tim, you saw the news. Cleveland, once again, had to close their training facility in Berea. Yep. Um, so, guys, it's easy. Wear your fucking mask. Wash your hands. Stop being dirty. Stop getting pulled out of games. Yeah. Yeah. Cleveland is a 10-point favorite right now, though. It's only because Ben's sitting. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of would put money on maybe Cleveland to win, but Pittsburgh to definitely cover. Yeah, dude, if I'm Mike Tomlin right now, just because Cleveland is my big rival, I'm being spiteful and playing Roethlisberger. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. Like to I, I keep would be Cleveland like, out of the playoffs. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I would do that. Okay. Well, I mean, to just to kind of, you know, uh, turn this conversation a little towards me on this. Um, <laughs> can we talk about uh, what Mr. Alvin Kamara did? Can we on not? Christmas Day? I would really I rather he don't. No, I re- um, it really needs to be recognized that because, his sixth touchdown. On. Performance was something that the NFL hadn't seen in 55 years. I would rather we don't talk about it right now because we're going to talk about it a little later. And I'm furious about it simply because fantasy football. Yeah. Well, Kamara had an amazing game. I love that guy. Uh, I have to listen to you yap about your stupid Browns. So give me this. All right. Well, I mean, I think you probably will, will see Peyton lean into the run game a lot more because Breeze doesn't look like he's 100% yet. Um, no, no, he's not. Yeah. I mean, every time, like, it was like every week he would go in for an x-ray and they would find another broken rib. So yeah. at this point, I'm sure, like, they were even, like, counting, like, toes as ribs. So, I mean. Yeah, I, I just lean into it, man. You got a good offensive line. I mean, it, Michael Thomas isn't playing right now. Um, you know, like your 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 really only receiving threat isn't there. Fuck it, run it, man. Uh, you got Alvin Kamara, who's 
easily in the top three or four uh, running backs in the NFL. Um, you know, I would, I would, shit, man. If I had Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees, who's going into every game wrapped in bubble wrap to make sure he doesn't break any more bones, Kamara's touching the ball 50 times a game. Like, that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing, you know? <laughs> and do you know what I love about him? Did you know he walks home after the games? I like he does. I like that he's cutting down his carbon footprint. Well, he also does it because he likes talking to the fans and the fans that stop him along the way. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why he does that. But anyways, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dim. Go ahead. Take it from me. That's fine. Pop my balloon. Do we have any other games to talk about from this past weekend? Uh, no, I already made fun of myself, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and eat my crow again. Josh Allen is definitely... Uh, legit, a legit quarterback. Uh, Buffalo looks like they're set up for a good run. Um, that's the yeah, fun. That, that Buffalo Kansas City AFC Championship should be a good one. I mean, it, the, Buffalo just they're 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 they were good last year, right? But then you get mm-hmm. a real you get a, a real receiving threat in Stephon Diggs, man, and that just completely changed the game for Buffalo's offense. And uh, dude, it, it's it's something else to watch. You know, when, when Allen's going and uh, playing well, he's got a good rapport with Diggs, man. Jesus, uh, you know, these AFC teams in the pl- in the playoffs, they're not what you would call, like, really stalwart defenses. Um, you know, so Allen's got a chance to to make some hay here. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I, I did at one point in this podcast say he should be moved to tight end, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and take my lumps for it. Because I'm well, a fan. <laughs> well, it's time for our quick picks of the week. A quick standings update. Uh, Mac went two and two last week and is now sitting at fifty three and forty five. I don't think my numbers are right on that one. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I subtracted. I'm sorry. He's at fifty three and forty nine. Uh. Heather and I are now tied on the back of my abysmal one and three performance and Heather's four and oh perfect weekend. Um, yeah. We sit at 59 and 43 uh, in a tie. So let's go into our first week. All of the games this week have playoff implications. Um, Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo is just a one point favorite in this game. So, Mac, how do you see this one going? I mean, this is going to be tough. Uh, Miami really is playing great football. Um, you know, this was one of the worst teams in the NFL last year. It's going to come down between Stefanski and Brian Flores for coach of the year. Um, you know, but like I, I said, I, I think just Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and that entire Buffalo offense, they're humming. Um, and even if Miami's defense manages to slow down the passing game, Buffalo's got a pretty good running back by committee, and Josh Allen's been known to break off a few big runs himself. So give me the Bills in this one. The Bills. And Heather, how do you like it? Um, I also, also oh, God, awful. Good grief. I also went with uh, the Bills as well. All right. Nice, short, and sweet. Uh, yep. I went with Buffalo in this one. I'm... I'm on that Josh Allen train. Stephon Diggs is doing some great things. 
Um, I'll t- I'll take the Bills in this one. They're just firing on all cylinders, and I think uh, you know they're 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 going to fight to stay ahead of Pittsburgh in that seeding. They can't catch Kansas City, but that two seed is going to be important uh, later on. Uh, second up, we have Arizona at the Rams, who are a one point favorite in favor of the Rams. Heather, let's start with you. Um, I mean, I'm. I uh, and this just and I know is really not necessarily the case anymore, but uh, I went with Arizona because they are they tend to be LSU West, and that's why I picked them. So, <laughs> Mac, uh, Arizona is the healthier of the two. You know, Goff's out. Uh, he's got that dislocated or broken thumb. Uh, you know, their running backs aren't Rams running backs aren't healthy. Uh, you know. The Rams are a banged-up team right now. And granted, you know, Arizona's not playing as well as they were at the beginning of the year. Um, I just think that when you're starting QBs down and you're starting the former Alliance of American Football uh, starting quarterback for the Arizona Hotshots, you know, that's not a good matchup with Kyler Murray. So uh, give me the cards in this one. Um, I don't think it'll be close. I think it'll probably be an ugly game, but yeah, I'll still take the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, I have been on the Arizona train all season. Um, I'm very high on Kyler Murray. They continue to let me down, but I am ready to get hurt again. I will take the Cardinals. (laughs) Um, Sometimes you just got to have your feelings hurt, right? Yeah, sometimes, and and I'm a Cleveland fan. We all know I'm used to it by now. I don't have feelings anymore when it comes no. to football. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is this is what the pandemic has done to us. Yes. Well, being a Cleveland fan of any sport will beat you down to the point. I where, feel like, yeah. You're right. You're totally yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, we have two quick picks of the week. <laughs> Uh, both of them are NFC least matchups. Uh, so we'll start with Dallas, a three-point favorite at the Giants, and we'll kick it off with Mac. Uh, well, I don't know if you guys even just saw highlights. Dallas actually played a good offensive game last week. Um, oh, what did that taste like saying that? Well, I mean, Dalton and uh, you know Gallup seemed to have a good thing going. Uh, Zeke ran for over 100. Um, and I, you know, old Danny Dimes, uh, you know, Daniel Jones, he hasn't looked good all year. Um, and maybe, maybe he ends up kind of being a wasted pick as well. Um, I, I just don't know, man. It, it could be a lack of talent around him. Uh, you know, it could be bad play calling. I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Cowboys in this one. All I just, right. they looked good last week and the Giants haven't looked good in a while, so. Heather. Um, I also went with Dallas just to throw my husband a bone. So that's literally the only reason that I would ever pick Dallas. So that's why I did. Mm. So that way, number one fan can't say that I don't love him. Mm. Yeah, I think I think he knows that. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that's really up for debate, Heather. Yeah. No, I know. I know. But just in case. Just in case. Fair enough. 
this is getting a lot less interesting than I thought it was going to be because I also took the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, uh, my God, dude. This is going to be another God. one of those. I swear to God, Tim. Uh, You're and, the and reason really that we're because... all literally going to have the worst week. It's because of you. Yeah. And really, it's just because uh, when you have Zeke, you can't count the Cowboys out. Um, and the Giants have who? Uh, so, yeah, I've got the Cowboys. And finally, the other pick of the week. Um, Washington, a one-point favorite at Philadelphia. Heather. I just so that I could end 2020 on a generous note, picked the Washington Football Club for this one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's We're, where we are. We are all going to have the same pick. I swear to God. If, yeah. I swear yeah. to God. Yeah, we are. This is man. Why? Why? You know Why? what? I'm changing my pick. I'm going with the Eagles. Oh, <laughs> going to take that risk? You know what? I don't I even care. I'm in, de- I'm in last place. Yep. I, there's no way I can come back and win. Um... So you know what? Give me the Eagles. This one's for you, Vic. Um, I'm gonna yeah. pick your. Can't I'm do pick, it. I'm gonna pick your boys just so I can, there could be at least some difference in the picks for the week. <laughs> yeah, I have Washington as well. Um, no real reason other than Washington's gonna be playing for something. They still have a shot. I think they are currently the number four seed. They have that division. Uh, in their hands, they have something to play for, and Philadelphia does not. Sure, they do. They, they, Jalen Hurts has to play well so he can show everybody uh, how big a hypocrites they are for hopping off that Wench train and putting on a number two Hurts jersey real quick. <laughs> well, that's our quick picks of the week. Uh, let's get a fantasy update. Let's start no, with the college bowl pick'em, no. Heather. No, we really don't know. I don't. I don't think we need to start there. That's not a good place to start. I mean, sure I, it I, is. I don't. No, it's really not. I'm, well, I mean, I guess, I guess my NFL fantasy is a lot worse. So, um, <laughs> listen, though, at least I can admit it. Okay, and I went into it saying I was going to be awful. So, I mean, there is that. Okay, so with that, oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, that still makes me laugh. All right. So, um, are currently at number one, which he's not used to hearing this. Say it. Is team Tim sucks ass Mac. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just really wanted to say it. So, um, yeah. Uh, with 11 points. Out of, I think, a possible, possible 12 uh, yeah, he's at a 99.2%. No, it's well, out of 13. My bad. It's, yeah. going to dr- it's going to drop after the Florida game because I picked Florida. Okay, so yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, no. I, did. I think I picked uh, Oklahoma. Uh, it tied for second is Bub Rub All-Stars. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is, but that's fine. Uh, and you Me. at 10 points. You, yes. Uh, number four, uh, well, we have a tie. It says four, so it's a tie uh, between Lizard Person, whoever you are, 
uh, and Peck, because it says Harrison, Team Harrison, yep. so I'm assuming that's Peck. Uh, number six is Jimbo's, uh, and uh, which I believe tie- is Jim Klein. Okay, all right, and then tied for dead last champ is your goddamn delight, and number one fans, Mac Top Tim Bottom. So. <laughs> Uh, see, it's, Tim, that's where you, we're at. You got, you got the worst of it, and not one, but two names. Yeah, two names. yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm clearly the target. It, it's my ego. Uh, um, oh, really? No, <laughs> really. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, there we are. We're there. Yeah. Uh, moving to fantasy football, uh, the first week of the championship is uh, under our belts and I'm not doing so well in this championship matchup. Uh, The French button pushers got out to a huge week one lead on the back of Alvin Kamara's six touchdown performance. Yes. Thank you, Alvin. And now have an 83% win probability Uh, in the third place game. The fantasy football team and cheesehead Canucks are Meeting up, I forgot to put in what that matchup looks like currently. Uh, over in the consolation bracket, Team Burza has a big lead over Josh. James and Team No Luck are in a close one, and Mac has a ninety-five percent win probability against Heather. Yeah. On the back, yeah. Of, yeah. I mean, everybody does. Mike, Mike Evans finally showed up and didn't just catch two touchdowns. He decided to put up hundred forty-something yards receiving on top of it. So that was nice. Okay, but it still doesn't matter. Like, everybody has a 95% win probability against me. So it's like, don't don't inflate your ego too much there, Mac, okay? I'm in the consolation bracket. There is no ego. Um, But you, you, my friend. I'm in the remedial bracket, okay? So. Well, here, I'm throwing you a bone. You need to get Mahomes out of your starting lineup. He's sitting this weekend. Well. What what the fuck? Else? Well, okay, you're right, but uh, you, okay, still. Then I have Breeze. So seriously, Breeze has something to play for. Heather and right, my Heather and, you're and right, my other you're right. It's it's points. It's it's points compared to zero. So yeah, yeah, fine. I'll tinker with my lineup. So Heather in my other league, I only had one quarterback on my roster, and that was Mahomes, and I had to pick up Kirk Cousins. Oh Jesus Christ! Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fine, fine. I'll put Drew in. But go it ahead. looks like it looks like uh, James tinkered with his lineup because he had a whole bunch of players out when I was getting ready to write this thing, uh, and okay. now he's now got a fifty-seven percent win probability against Team yeah. No Luck. He's so much better about checking his lineup than I am. Okay, <laughs> you so talk much. about it every week. I know. I talk about it every week, and every week it's just like this fleeting thing. This is a little fleeting little thought that goes, you know, yeah. into the ether. And uh, the fantasy football team, which is Harrison, uh, is up 121 to 115 against Cheesehead Canuck, but Cheesehead Canuck has a 62% win probability. Yeah, I mean, I am going to go ahead and say I'm never playing fantasy football again. Until uh, next year. I, I hate the entire endeavor. Uh, I enjoy it. I get into it far too much and I'm, I, I get so little pleasure out of it. And uh, I'm, I'm stepping away 
uh, until next season. So um, when Tim inevitably pulls me back in like some kind of mob boss to a man that got out uh, and said, I'm never going back, but I do. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so... Well, I expect Heather to make a run at the championship next year because now she's got her first year of fantasy football under her belt. Yeah, I would not be surprised if Heather just ends up drafting a bomb-ass team and just puts the smackdown on us next year. That's... You know what? I appreciate you guys having those high hopes, and I'm going to let you keep them. You know what? Thank you, Heather. Thank you. (laughs) let's Let's end this hell year on a good note. That's right. Let's let's end it on high hopes. That's yes. that's what it is. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. You can find us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get in the conversation at our Facebook group, Facebook.com slash group slash hometown crowd pod. You can subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. And if you are an Apple Podcast listener, drop us a review and we will read it on the air. You can find us on the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. Check out 910 Comedy on Facebook and check out our sister shows. That's just my face, Marital Tiffs, and Dead Girls Talking. For Heather and Mac, I'm Tim. Thanks for cheering with the hometown crowd, and we will see you in 2021. Yes, and if you would like to meet the Bastard Cousin podcast, I also have a podcast called You Don't Know History. So go over there and listen to it and learn something. It's very and- good, but it's not funny. No. <laughs> It's yeah, very, it's not well, it's not meant to be funny, no, but it's, it's educational. That's okay. Yeah. That's right. You can learn things. You yeah. can learn things. And also too with with it being New Year's Eve and and the new year, make sure you have a plan. So don't, you know, granted yes, we're still in a pandemic and things are closed, but still don't be drinking and driving. Nope, you know better. Mm-hmm. So just be safe. Have a plan if you are going to in vibe in things and have a great new year because it's got to be better than what this year was okay love you bye later we'll see you next week <laughs>